three, two, one. The Yankees are struggling as they fall from grace. It's never too early to start the playoff race. The season is starting to fly by. Ladies and gentlemen, here is our guest, Orange Fly. That felt good. That um, that kind of it, it didn't feel as good as the uh, the last episode, but I'm still kind of proud of that one. Really wanted to to kind of tie everything in, get a get a little shot at the Yankees. That's always fun, um, and also just kind of kind of jump right into things. Obviously, you know, having a having Bob on, it's it's kind of weird to put a put a face and a voice to to all the Twitter and uh, and Discord DMs. It's it's nice to finally be able to, even though it's virtual, be to to finally meet you in a over Zoom and on the episode. So with uh, with that said. Orange fly, how we doing? And tripping as well. Don't want to, don't want to cut you short as well. So we'll, uh, we'll just kind of jump right into things here. I mean, I'm only your regular co-host, Alec. You know, I mean, no big deal, right? Are you mad because I called you Alex in chat on X? I typed your name as Alex in chat. Is that? Was oh, that I didn't even see that. Whoops. Was was your uh, was your was your protest of uh, of that? Uh... Just get me in the intro here, or what? Come on. Now. That was yes. Now I'm sure there was something else <laughs> that uh, that you mentioned at one point as well that I I can't think of off the top of my head. That's kind of that's kind of <laughs> causing the protest as well. Um, it happens with Jorge all the time on basketball, where I'll uh, I'll decide to step away from the show for a period of time, and that just simply means until we have to record again. So uh, this was one of those examples as well. <laughs> well, welcome, Bob, and thank thank you uh, for joining us. You know, Bob, I believe if I'm not uh, mistaken. Chris can correct me. You were either the first or second ever guest in the history of the show back uh, when we started this last year. So uh, it's great to have you back. I want to title this episode Return of the Whale because you have <laughs> continued your uh, your whale ways in the baseball world. Although with some with some tangents and some diversions along the way, you've you've uh, you've mixed it up. You've left you've 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 left soccer, gone back to soccer, focused on baseball, diversified, brought the focus back to baseball. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Where are you at tonight? Hey, man. Happy to be here, Dan. Yeah, I think I was the first baseball or first or second baseball person on or uh, something like that. I had David on baseball, but I was one of the first. But I think I was the first soccer person, believe it or not, or footy person that was on. So I've been uh, with Sora in the States for a long time. And Dan, you and Alec are my virtual friends. I got to say, Chris is my real life friend because I did go to a baseball game with Chris and I've actually met him and I know he's a real life human. So <laughs> yeah, that's so important. But, yeah. Yeah, but hey, uh, and one thing, Alec, uh, you weren't here last time, but uh, for the crown, baby, avid Charlotte supporter with Danny. We don't want to yep. get too much into our Charlotte woes as we'll get into some really bad tangents and use language. But yep. <laughs> yeah, man, no, it's, I love the game, Alec. Like just, I, I grew up with baseball and it's funny that you make the Yankees rhyme because I'm a big Yankees fan, born and raised in New York. I love the Yankees, but well, as turned out, a lot of my gallery are Milwaukee Brewers because I lived in Wisconsin for a long time. And <laughs> man, I just got to shout out my man, Rowdy Telez as one of the greatest baseball players to ever grace my so rare team. Like it, he's just my absolute hero. So, so fun fact, actually, Bob was the first soccer guest and Alec was the first baseball guest. There you go. Yep. That yeah, was like one Alec one and David, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. 
Long time ago. We've come a long way since episode one from when I was just pacing around my room with my headphones in and camera (laughs) off, trying to trying to keep it together, being on a a podcast for the first time to now hosting the show. So it's it's finally come for full circle, which is uh, it feels very weird, but it's nice. I like it. Yeah, you're a legend. (laughs) You're both legends. You're both legends. I'm honored to be here with both of you guys. And uh, (laughs) yeah, my my I love I respect a brewer stack. I need a I need to add to my brewer stack. I run Yelich and Wong always uh, together in in one division or another, and uh, I need I need a Telez to be honest. I haven't got I haven't picked him up yet. Wong, Colin Wong's not on the team anymore, dude. Or Adams, sorry, excuse me, Adams, Adams. Okay, yeah. no, so I, you I, did this I, last it's, time. It's a Brewer. I do have a Brewers Wong card that was part of the stack yeah. last year. He's with Seattle now, but yeah, I have uh, Adams and Yelich that I always play together in rare. Yeah, I, I love it. I call him Big Willie, and uh, he's a so rare uh, brand ambassador. So big shout out to Willie Thomas. Uh, I love him, man. Uh, he's playing out in Colorado this week. And I expect him to smash. He does strike yeah. out from time to time, but when he gets a hold of the ball, oh, man. And, you know, I've seen some pieces out there. You know, you are, when you're playing so rare, you know, you have, everyone has different strategies. And we know how the scoring is kind of set up. And that home runs have so much value, which makes yeah. a guy like Willie Adamas and a guy like Kyle Schwarber, who will strike out at high clips, so incredibly valuable. And I mean, you had a couple home runs and the game is just completely turned on its head. And mm-hmm. he's a lot of fun, Dan. Uh, I just recently made a new purchase on my team. Actually, I trade for Brian Anderson, who, you know, former Marlin, he's been great in Milwaukee. You think he's in, he kind of goes between fourth and fifth in the lineup. And he usually mm-hmm. knocks in Adamas and Yelich. And it's just Love that. a good run production. They're a quiet team that I love. And the pitching staff, you know, Woodruff got hurt. But Corbin Burns, who I was lucky enough to win recently, is just a lot of fun to watch the pitch. And it's just, I don't know, uh, something about going to the games in Milwaukee and watching home runs get hit and then Bernie the Brewer just slide down the slide is absolutely Yeah, yeah, you got to love that. Yeah. Shout out to to friend of the show, Jorge Vargas, who uh, he won his first ever uh, reward a few, a couple of weeks ago, right? He... He really st- he didn't play baseball last year. He really got into it this year. Uh, he's Alex's co-host in the uh, NBA show, and uh, he won a Yelich. And he was asked, "Hey, is this a good reward, guys? What do you think?" And Alex was pretty pissed about it because he hates Yelich. But uh, 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 we got him out number here today. Unacceptable, unacceptable. Yeah, shout out to Jorge. I know that uh, I did play base basketball uh, for a while, and I was supposed to be on that show at some point, but I just kind of pulled the plug and. Saved up a bunch of money and went into baseball a little bit more. But uh, yeah, Jorge, you got to remember to set your lineups, though, man. None of this rushing to the last minute. I keep seeing your Twitter posts. So, but yeah. In in his defense, I will say this: uh, <laughs> this past or I guess this current game week with the the game lock at I think it was twelve forty five, so a little bit afternoon. Um, I almost missed it. I uh, I had about a minute to spare, so I my fantasy baseball league. I got a notification that the um, deadline to set lineups for the day was was coming up, and I was like. I had no clue there were games on this early on Monday. So I'm thankful for that, but I I totally understand where he's coming from. And uh, as long as you still get them in, even if you scramble, it's anything can happen. And I think that's really what makes baseball so much fun is you can have a guy that hits ninth in a spot start and 
hits two home runs and now all of a sudden you're winning a reward because of it. So, yeah. you know, you can, you can study all you want. You can, you can scout, you can do your research. And at the end of the day, it's, it's all a crapshoot. You never know who's going to go off. Um, who's going to have a couple home runs, a couple stolen bases, or um, even with, with relievers now being such a big emphasis with the points, you know, maybe a guy picks up a double save in a, in a long weekend. So it's kind of, I think, I think it's more fun now that there's more variety in the scoring and you can really kind of go from anywhere and, and kind of even, even get a post, Podium with uh, with a couple Oakland A's, even though you know they're struggling, you can still piece something together and just kind of see what happens. Listen, they keep losing these like twelve to eleven games, and I'm like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's o- great. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with that. I mean, I recently purchased a couple of this guy Estuary Ruiz, who is their leadoff hitter, and I swear he gets hit by, hit by a pitch, and then two pitches later, he's on third base. He's already stolen two bases. And a sack fly later, and he's already picked you up like 10 points. You're just like, or 10 points. He's picked you up 15 points. You're just like, whoa, what just happened? And it's that's the kind of baseball that I love, Alec. So growing so, up, we love the Mash Brothers, Danny. Like we love seeing home runs because home runs win in silver. But man, stolen bases in that kind of play, the Ichiro type of play is the way that I love baseball. Because I'm not you were, you were telling us that you built you got you picked up Ruiz as part of like a specific team build that you were doing because you were bored, you said. Yeah. And you're like, hey, can I make a team that wins a podium via speed instead of power? And so you made a stolen bases heavy team, and Ruiz was a big part of that. What was that whole thought process? Tell us a little bit of it more about uh, who you got, why you did it, how you did it, all that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways to play in this game. You know, you can buy a bunch of guys because, as Alec was just saying, baseball is a random number generator. The best players in the game fail seven out of 10 times. Like, that's incredible. And so when you know that and you keep looking at your updates, you're like, wow, my guy is striking out a ton. It only takes one swing to completely change your week around, right? And so that means everyone has a chance. And I looked at the changes of the rules that were going on. And so the changes in the shift, the increased sizes of the bases gives these guys a massive advantage because you realize these are the best athletes in the world and inches matter. I mean, even like quarters of inches matter. And when you give them that much of an opportunity, like you see an increase in stolen bases. And so I said, Hey, let's see if we can win rewards on the American league limited side. And now limited has the most competitors in it. So it's going to be the hardest tournament to get a reward in, but I wanted to kind of test the theory and I wanted to have fun with it. So I put together a team. And so I specifically, I really struggled at the corner infield position right? Because they're typically like big mashers. They don't steal a lot. You can go with a guy like, you know, Jose Ramirez, because he will get a a couple stolen bases here and there, but he's expensive, you know? And so I made my biggest play at the corner infield. I bought a limited version of Bobby Witt Jr. from last year because he had the dual eligibility. So he's my third baseman, my corner infielder, lots of stolen bases. He has the potential to hit a couple home runs, Dan. So it's always an opportunity there. And then the Yankees homer in me said, hey, I need Anthony Volpe uh, in my middle infield position because, again, a leadoff hitter. He gets on base and he steals bases. Like, that's what I want. I want a guy that's hitting in front of people that can bring him in. So that was my middle infield. And then outfield was a little different. There's so many options in outfield, but I really like the Baltimore Orioles right now. And Cedric Mullins has just been absolutely fantastic. He gives you a little bit of that pop because you still need, you know, doubles and home runs to win the game, but he's one of the top guys in stolen bases. And so that led into, again, the guy that I just mentioned, Estuary Ruiz, 
leadoff hitter for the A's. I, I watched him the other day single-handedly ruin a great game, pitching game from Shohei Otani. He got hit by a pitch, <laughs> was on first base. Two pitches later, he had stolen second, he had stolen third, then he was knocked in, and Shohei just lost his mind and gave up like five runs in the inning. And like mm-hmm. it's those little things that get the pitchers out of the groove that Ruiz does that really screws things up. Now, the A's aren't very good, but watching a guy like that command the bases and run the bases is absolutely fun for me. So he was uh, my fourth field player, and then I went with uh, Mateo, um, the Orioles as well. Another middle infield shortstop, and man, uh, MLB Network did a nice little clip on him recently, and he kind of changed his approach at the plate. And so instead of taking a long, big stride to attack the ball, he ended up, what he basically does is he taps his foot back and plants his power, and then he drives forward. And it's been a marked difference from him. So he's actually jumping out a lot of pitches now and getting on base. When that man gets on base, he steals. I mean, my phone just went with a notification. He just stole another base. So, <laughs> like it is such a great stack. I love I love that stack. Mateo I mean, and uh, Mullins. Just I, I have them. In, I have I have that combo in rare from I mean, last year. I love man, it. I I'm thinking about purchasing a Mateo in super rare. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm looking, I'm just like, you know, cause I have solid super rares, but like the way he plays the game, I just absolutely love it. And you know, right. am I crazy to even consider playing a guy like Mateo over Trey Turner? Probably, but it's one of those things where anyone on any given week can win you a game, can win you a week, course, yeah. win you a reward. And I mean, listen, this speed team, it doesn't have enough pop to really win, but it does have the ability to do really well and and return some rewards, which is really the goal of it. Now, I am kind of quote unquote cheating because I'm going to throw pitchers out there like Luis Castillo and Garrett Cole to get that bump that goes through there, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, something just happened. Yeah, look at that. Anthony Volpe, home run. So there you go. There we go. Let's go. See, I I use this app that just goes nuts and my wife hates me for it. We love a live update. It is. Every guy, every at bat is just buzzing. And she's like, would you please shut that off? And the worst thing, huh? I'm on the East Coast. And so these late night games for the A's and the Angels, who have, you know, <laughs> Tani and Trout, which is buzzing costumes. Like, I swear to God, <laughs> like you're on the couch. I'm like, I love you too, dear. So, yeah. But yeah, Dan, it's just a different, it's a different approach. I want to test it out. You know, we'll see how the, the rules impact the game itself, you know, Things have well, changed. Relief pitchers, stolen bases are just a fun part of the game. Ricky Henderson, it, one of my favorite players, you know. It's a very uh, well-powered stat, you know, like the way that they bounce it out. It's not quite, it's not totally overpowered, but it's, it, you get enough points from a stolen base that it is a viable strategy to like try to like accumulate those as much as possible because like they hit pretty nice. I love, you always love seeing your guy get a stolen base on the live updates because it's just like, boom, five points, boom, let's go, you know, five points plus a bonus. Oh well, I mean that Shohei game. And they're that much closer Ruiz, to Also, by the way, like they're one base, they're one yeah. base closer to getting a run tacked on the end. And that's yeah. that's what I mean, right? And like that Shohei game that Ruiz completely destroyed for him. He ended up stealing yeah. four bases that game. And that's twenty. Like that's more than that's a two run home run by any other guy plus one point. Like mm-hmm. that's awesome. Like you can't do much about that. Like and there's no way it just screws everybody up. And so. I don't know. It's just a fun, different way to play the game. And, you know, I'm not going to do that at higher levels, but I wanted to try out a limited because I wanted to have fun with it. Because at the end of the day, I really love baseball. 
and watching guys play the game and steal bases and mess with pitchers always made me smile. I could never hit home runs. I wasn't a big guy. I had singles and doubles, Dan, and I had to steal bases and get in people's head. Like that was it. (laughs) And I mean, and you know, that's just, it's kind of what happens. Like you just keep working through and you enjoy it. And I don't know. I mean, the rewards are always nice and we love opening up those rewards, but you know, it's just, it's fun, man. Uh, I'm addicted to it. Well, I mean, just like looking at kind of the, the stolen base leaderboard with those first four guys that you said, Mullins and Ruiz are tied for second with 11. Mateo's tied for sixth with 10 and Witt Jr.'s in 13th with seven. So, I mean, you've got four guys all there tied for the top. We'll call it the 15, just kind of round up a couple places. And Mullins can hit for pop. Ruiz has done that before in the minor leagues. Witt Jr. can as well. So, I mean, you've, you've got that kind of mix of pop when you need it but you also have four guys that can just flat out fly and are willing to steal bases without even they don't even need a green light it's just kind of a if you see something go and especially with the bigger bases with the fact you can only throw over two times now like there's guys are just going to steal more bases this year and it's kind of fun to hear that strategy with it and i think one of the things i'm really just excited to hear about this you know this episode from you um is kind of with me only playing limited and rare kind of being limited to those two competitions saying i have to put the best lineup possible i don't really have that wiggle room to try out new things so you know hearing from someone that has such a huge gallery that can try a hey i'm only going for stolen bases lineup or i'm doing all one lineup just with the Oakland A's kind of however you want to swing it. It's, it's, it's kind of fun to hear the the flip side of that, where it's not so much a, I'm doing research all through the week to make sure that for come Monday, when lineups lock, I'm ready to go. This is kind of a, ah, we'll see if we want to go for a home runs only or stolen bases only, or whatever you want to do with rookies even. So just kind of hearing the different ways that you can kind of build your lineups is always kind of fun to, to hear as well. Yeah, man. And like, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of like forethought that went into this. And so I'm not playing limited pro with this team or limited all-star. I am specifically playing limited American league because when you set those filters, Alec, you'll see that those guys, they may be top 15 in the league. They're all like the top five or six guys in the American league. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have the top guys in the American league, the, the big base dealers, you know, jazz chisel, you know, Acuna Jr. Like those guys are expensive. Like, and I'm not going to go whimsically spend a lot of money on those guys, you know, to try something out, you know? So this is an opportunity and I just, I, I want to have fun with it. Like I said, and there are different ways to do it. I mean, I've tried the two relief pitchers, but relief pitchers are just too all over the place. Honestly, sometimes they pitch, sometimes they don't, you know, and sometimes your reliever comes in, throws one pitch, gets him out of a jam and he gets 15 points. And you're just like, what the heck just happened? (laughs) I mean, and that's the way my reliever did last week. And it's Bruce Dar Gretorol. Like, I just, I like the guy, but he doesn't pitch until like one o'clock in the morning, Eastern time. So I don't ever have a chance to watch him. So yeah, it's fun, man. It's just, the game is whatever you want it to be, you know? And for me, I found that it's really engaged me more in teams that I wouldn't normally watch. Like if you told me that I was, I would be excited to watch a Seattle Mariners and Oakland athletics game at 10 o'clock at night, I would call you crazy, but absolutely. I'm going to, after we're done talking here, I'm probably gonna take a nap and I'm gonna wake up and watch that game because I'm an old man. So, you know, <laughs> you got guys going. Yeah. I mean, I got, yeah. And there's young pitchers. I mean, the A's are not good, but they've got a lot of young guys that are a lot of fun to watch, you know? So, I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know, uh, different sports in different times, you know, and 
again, you know, you see the guys that are up on top, you know, you need the Adoles Garcia the day that, you know, the week that he hits 120, like, what are you going to do? You can't really do much. Just insane. Right? Like just, and that's, what's nice about baseball, you know, Brandon jury, like going for 150 in one week, like, come on, seriously. I had a conversation with a buddy that way. He goes, who should I play this guy or drury? Like Drury's kind of suck. Like, yeah, let's just go with drury. And he ended up coming like he had a podium in super rare. Also, <laughs> like, holy crap. That's awesome, dude. And like, and you look at his scores, it's like 20, 30, 30, 150, 20, 30 in the world. <laughs> so again, that's that random number generator uh, aspect of baseball that it's just a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. And I can tell you a lot of my buddies now come from the soccer side and football side. Dan, you and I met on the football side and we have a large group of people that really love it. But my European friends that have switched over and tried baseball have found that they love baseball. Like, love the game there's something addicting about having every at bat and every pitch matter for your team mm-hmm. it's not like watching football where you're hoping you know that eventually enzo capetti gets on the on a cross from jalen Lindsay, where it just can't happen Please, you know? yeah. but like and you're hoping for that but like those are random moments like you know in baseball when your guy is at the plate like i know when adley rushman is coming up i'm going to watch like I can see what happens and you go with the highs and lows. It's a strikeout crap. It's a double. You're going nuts. And it's really fun because when you get to that Sunday night baseball after the weekend, you have guys in that last game, you know that any change to your score can bump you up or down, up or down. And it's awesome. Man. It's just, I don't know. It's very addicting. And like I said, my buddies in Europe love the game. And with that being said, like it's what I think Solar really, really needs to get this game of baseball in front of more people. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. friends that have sold their footy galleries to buy baseball because it's so much fun. And when you introduce this game and you show them the aspects through so rare, it's incredible. We have some big whales down on the football side that would yeah. absolutely love this game. And we just need to get them to want to come through. And with that means that like we need an ROI. We need a reason to spend. Like you can't convince, you know, a Bellama or a massive account to come over and say, hey, I can win a T1 super rare or a T2 super rare by playing unique, or I can win a T2 super rare by playing rare pro. That doesn't make sense at all. And so, and that's where they, we talk about progression. Like that's something that needs to be looked at and needs to be worked through. It has, you have to have incentive to get some of those new people over into the game, because I mean, like I'm sure you've been on discord a bunch. People love the game and people are invested and they want to learn. And it's awesome. And I am all for bringing this game to more people. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's just kind of, it's funny. I sent my dad a, a picture over the weekend. I had a, I have MLB TV. So I, I had four games on. It was like the Diamondbacks, the Guardians, and I don't remember the other two. And he's like, why are you watching four games? I'm like, ah, it's just fantasy baseball. It's because like Cedric Mullins is on deck. Like I have Zach Gallons on the mound. Like it's just all these things happening at the same time. And like, I just, I have to stay locked in because I mean, like you said, every at bat is huge. Every pitch is huge. I mean, you get the reliever and that comes in and throws one pitch and either he gets out of the jam and it's great or he gives up a home run and his team loses and now he's got a negative and that's it. Like every single pitch matters. You know exactly when it's going to happen. There's no, oh, I hope this happens. Even if your guy gets a day off in the lineup, if it's a if it's a big at bat late in the game, 
he can still come in off the bench, hit a home run, and now he's getting you, what is it, 10 or 15 points right around there um, for one at bat. And and mm-hmm. you're set with that. You're happy with it. So it's it's crazy to see kind of how, in a way, how much random baseball and random at bats and occurrences will like take place. But you're just, you're so locked in. You're so focused. You can have Brandon Drury come out of nowhere and do well. <laughs> and on the flip side, you can have Ronald Acuna put up a negative six one week just because he has two or three strikeouts and that's all he does the rest of the week. So like, it's, yeah. it's crazy to see. And I think that's one of the most enticing things about baseball compared to at least on the basketball side, I never really got into football, so I can't speak to that side of it, but with basketball, you're pulling the best score from each week. So if your guy goes off that first night, you're set. You don't have to worry about the second game. You don't have to watch. If he has a tough one, you're kind of like, ah, we'll, we'll see what he does. But I mean, baseball, because it's so like it's cumulative. You have this week where it's at the Braves that have five games. I think it's either the yeah. Braves or the Mets. Yep. And it's, it's like the Braves and, and, the Braves and the Mets. Yeah. Yeah. No matter who it is on that team, you are throwing them in lineups because as many games as you can get, that's more appearances. That's more, whether it's an at bat, a pitching, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's just, it's more times for you to score points. And I mean, I was locked in just watching baseball all weekend and it was incredible. Yeah, man. And you're right. And, and Dan, I feel like one of the first chats that we had on the podcast was about finding those game weeks where guys had five games, yeah, yep. multiple games. And so like Alec, my big lineup this week has a Matt, two Braves, and then two Brewers. Now you say why Brewers? They only have three games. It's because they're in course field. They're in Colorado. Yep. Right. And it's just like, Man, it's it's kind of like you looked at uh, I think it was like Spicer or something like that that won a tournament last week and they played an entire Padres stack. And normal thinking is like, why on earth would you play a Padres stack? They have two games. But as it turns out, it looked like a little league home run derby, and a lot of those home runs would have been flyouts in most stadiums, but mm-hmm. they were home runs, and so the scores were massive, and so. That's the kind of cool thing. You can plan for that thing. And a lot of people do look ahead and plan for these weeks. I mean, I know that when I have my big guys, when Atlanta or big mashers are going into Cincinnati, the great American, mm-hmm. what unquote small park, as people call it, because it's really easy to hit the ball out of it, yeah, yeah. you know, or going into Colorado, like that's where we're looking. And this is the strategy that we talk about, you know, and it's it a lot more than just, hey, you know, Bob's got good cards. He just throws them in all at the same time. It's like, no, I mean, I do have good cards, right? I started in somewhere over two years ago and I learned and made mistakes on the football side. And I took my knowledge over to baseball and went into super rare and rare. Like that's the reason that I am where I am. And as Dan has said before, I had a snowball effect, Alec. I got very fortunate and won like one of the first three tournaments and got a Trey Turner. And Trey Turner just kept returning more and more rewards. And so I was very fortunate because I don't have a lot of ETH into the system, but I've been able, I've been fortunate enough to win, right? Mm-hmm. And using a lot of knowledge and projections that go through there is what's really helped me. I mean, I've had long conversations with people about, okay, Rowdy Telez is facing three lefties. He usually sits against lefties. Is he worth playing? Is he going to play two out of the three games? Is he only going to play one? Is it worth playing? You know, and it's like, well, these guys got four games. Like, is it worth playing? Like, oh, he's in course. He could hit six home runs in one game. You know, it's just like, but like you think about those things and you think about the ballpark and you think about how you want to line these different pieces up. And it's fun because it's like a jigsaw puzzle. And very rarely do you get it. Like very, very rarely. You're like, oh man, my Oreo stack is going to smash this week. And like, no, 
I have no interest in hitting the baseball this week. It's one of my <laughs> over jobs. And it's, it's frustratingly fun as you watch it, because again, every single at bat can change the way it goes. And it is a very high adrenaline kind of thing. And one thing that I like more about baseball than basketball, Alec, and I know that you and Jorge focus a lot on the basketball side is that in basketball, I struggled to keep track in my head as I'm watching the game, how many points my guy had. I relied on so rare data to tell me what my score was. In baseball, I know that if Adley Rushman hits a solo home run, he's getting 16 points. Boom. 10 for the home run, one for the RBI, one for, or three for the RBI, three for the run. 16 points. Like, really easy. So, like, I know what I need. I know what each piece is doing because there's not a lot. It's not overly complex when it goes in there. And so, for me, as a simple human being, I like that part of it. You know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, once I have to do the math with percentages, I like my mind just kind of blows up. Oh, that's that's tough. And like, it, it's everything's very clear cut. Like, even like you look at something that you think is as simple as just an assist in basketball. Like, did you pass to the guy that scores? If he takes one too many dribbles, you're not getting that assist. Now in baseball, it's, did he get the second base without there being an error? Congratulations. That's a double. Like, did he get the first base by any means necessary? You're getting points now. Like it's, it's very clear cut as to what type of points you're getting how many you're getting, like, you know, when it's coming up and it's just, it's, I feel like it's a lot easier to understand, especially with, but there's a lot of weird rules in baseball. And of course, now we have the rule changes this year, which makes it even more confusing, even for people like myself that have been watching my entire life. Like there's a lot of weird things in baseball, but for the scoring to be so clear cut and simple, there's no, I mean, in I'm kind of going against what I previously said, where I always thought there should be errors. You lose points for it <laughs> for the sake of it. Like keep it simple. Don't add them in. It's just, it's not worth it. It doesn't happen enough. So like, you know, a single double, triple home run RBI run scored. That's it for hitting. Those are the only things you need to worry about. You don't have to worry about a fielder's choice or a pass ball. It's just clear cut. Did he get on base from his doing, or was it the fielders? And that's it. Yep. It is the age old adage, you know, keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. It really works. I mean, the one thing that we could talk about, Alec, and I know, I feel like Dan, you've talked about this before is, you know, catchers are a little nerfed because they sit quite a bit. Right. So what if we gave them a little bonus for caught stealing? Like it's just, it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. very rarely would it happen. But one of the problems is, Baseball has really weird rules. And for those that don't know, a caught stealing is essentially when guys trying to steal second base or third base and the catcher throws them out. But what we also don't know is that let's say a guy has a big lead on first base and the pitcher throws over to first base, Alec. If the guy goes back to first base and gets tagged out, that's a pickoff. But if the guy's like, oh crap, I'm dead and just starts running to second base and they throw to second base and they tag him out there, because he's trying to advance to the next base, that's considered a caught stealing for the catcher, even though yeah. the catcher did nothing. Really? So, yeah. Huh. No wonder yeah. why Yadier oh. Molina was so good. But like, that's, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> oh man, there's I, yeah, I have no. St. Louis buddies that are not going to be happy about that. Ah, that's all right. But no, but like that's, that's the there are quirky, quirky rules in baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, like who gets attributed to that? You know, and so it's there are those little things that make it a little bit more difficult to add those pieces in. And again, you know, one thing, one of the big reasons I didn't want defensive stats in there is because an error is really up to the individual scorer. It is not something that is 
a very clear thing. You get a single, you get a single. You hit a home run, you've hit a home run. Like it's a very clear thing. Like I don't want a judgment call to determine whether or not my guy is going to lose two points or my hitter is going to gain two points. Yeah. Right. Like, and it's, I don't want that to affect my silver score. I just want it simple. I love the simplicity of it. It makes it easier for new people to learn. It makes it easier for new people to fall in love with. And it's just, it makes it fun as it goes through there because I don't know. I mean, I was a very selfish person growing up as a kid playing sports. Like I knew that I was like three for four with like two doubles and a single. Like I knew that in my head, like I was keeping track. So I liked (laughs) these things, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I love about this game that makes the game unique because again, anyone can win Alec. And, you know, you talk about having a smaller limited gallery. I love that because I've seen smaller limited galleries and rare galleries win. And like, that's what's awesome. Knowing that you gone into every week and that you have the opportunity to win. If your guys just catch fire is awesome. Now, why do we pay up for the top end players? If we know that anyone can win at any time, we do that because they more consistently hit better, right? Like we know that they more consistently hit doubles and home runs. Like that's why we pay up for those guys. Right. But it doesn't mean that they're not going to completely bomb out and have a zero score. I mean, I think Trey Turner had a zero score last week. Tucker had like four, like you don't expect that, but it happens. And that's just right. What is great about this game? It's Dan, you don't always have to play Carlos heel. You know, and Dennis Buanga to get a prize in MLS. You know, you can mix things up. And I mean, probably the better example is you don't have to play, you know, Neymar, Messi, and, you know, Mbappe. That's probably the more, the better example. You know, <laughs> it's, but you, you know what I mean, though, Alec? It's just yes. it's a different aspect. And I like that all three games are so completely different because it gives them their own unique identity, you know. And I struggled with the cap mode in basketball. I wouldn't like a cap mode in baseball, but we need. No, they can, they better never do cap mode in baseball. Well, I, I mean, David, it's. I, I think it's it's kind of tough though, right, Dan? Uh, I think that the common teams, with the budget they gave us, was kind of a first look at what a cap mode can be, right? At least to at least start with. Now, you have other issues like the the difference in average score for starting pitchers versus fielders and the fact that a fielder can be almost always the same as a scrub player based on like how well they're doing over like a last 15, like how you mm-hmm. even out those scores. And the last thing you want to do is create a new score that is, has to be used for a capped system, right? But right. there are ways that there may be a way they can do it. But again, you need more people on the platform and we need more people engaged. We need to get some more people over from football. We need to get some of these so rare ads that are constantly going on MLB TV, which are awesome, by the way. Yeah. We need to get more people in and, you know, and from what I've heard from friends is that people are seeing these ads, but they just don't think it's worth it. You know, and part of that is mm-hmm. ETH and crypto are scary. You know, sure. there's like, what is the reason for me to do That's- this? Like, am I just throwing money out the door? Like, why would I want to do this? You know, and then when it gets to that, Dan, we get to the fact where we onboard and it's a free to play game and it's fun and you try it out. But then you're just like, you know what? I just want to play with my favorite players. I want to put together my 
Cubs stack. I just want Nico Horner. I want 15 of them. And just we make, love Nico. Make clones of him. Yeah. It's slowly but surely we're getting to that point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want, I want Nico there. Like I just, I just, I need Nico and I want Ian Happ, you know, and I want Drew Smiley. Like I want these guys on my team. Like you can do that in limited for a cheap price, cheaper mm-hmm. price. Like it's just like, but like, then the question is, what gets that person to ever want to go to rare or super rare or even unique if you can get all the guys you want there? So like when we talk about onboarding people, we start with the free to play and we get into limited. And if you have everything you want unlimited, you don't need to move up. But the question is, how do we get people that want to move up? And Dan, I think you probably can speak really well to this, that we were in the football side for a very long time. And I don't know about you, but I started in rare. And then when limited came out, I played a lot of limited, but then I moved up quickly into rare and rare pro and D2 because I really fell in love with the game. Is that kind of similar to what you did? Oh, for sure. I wanted to progress big time as quick as I could. When I started, there was no limited. Uh, So I was like, I got to get to super rare quickly. And I, Oh, you know, I mean, I over, I, I bought super rares at a, at a time when the market was really uh, hotter than it is now. So, uh, you know, I, I paid some hefty prices that I considered to be good prices at the time. They actually were. I was pretty thrif- thrifty. Mm-hmm. But now, in you know, in, in today's looking back, they look horrible. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people have that experience with early baseball cards and early oh, NBA God. cards. Too, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I, what I've been doing, and I, I want to talk to you about this, like, you talk about the stolen base strategy. You talk about, uh, you know, your engagement with the game. And I, even though I really enjoy the game, I love talking about it. I love being on this pod, uh, hanging out with Chris, Alec, uh, Jorge, when he's been on. Uh, we're a great team, and I, I, I do love it. I don't buy a ton of cards these days. Like, I'm, like, constantly – I'm just kind of living on my rewards. I usually bag one or two rewards or three per week. I want a couple of tier twos. I, I, you know, so I'm getting cards that are – usable uh and so i've won i've won 10 cards this uh in either rare or limited and i won one super rare that i sold uh so i've, I've got 11 rewards since the season started i feel that's decent not great you know and i'm not i'm not podium everything like you so maybe i should there's an argument that i could play a little harder and step it up because you're having great results by playing the game harder but i i don't mind this like sort of cruising style that i've developed in terms of just like you know, winning some decent rewards. I got a Camilla Doval. I got a Sonny Gray. I got a Gaussman. Uh, some I got some usable hitters uh, just by kind of like playing my stacks that I've already got from last year. I don't. I don't know what's sell me on uh, getting back into the market here. As I've been, I have been accumulating some ETH through some soccer sales. So, uh, is it time for me to spend on some baseball here or what? Well, I mean, it's hard, right? Like the reason that I will spend in is because where I play, where I focus my attention is the super rare divisions. And I'm trying to break more into the unique divisions, right? And there aren't a lot of people that are up there. And there really aren't a lot of people that have the baseball background and knowledge that I have. So I feel like I have an advantage. You know, I got lucky last year, Dan, because I made a couple purchases when the Brewers were in Colorado and, or when the Brewers were in Cincinnati, and the Padres were in Colorado and I had a Brewers unique stack and a Brewer and a Padres super rare stack. And it won me the unique competition, you know, and with that wind in, I won a unique, I then sold the unique down and got another person up into unique. And so for me, I'm not putting more money in Dan. I am trying to improve my team 
and get the best players that I enjoy watching. So I'm a big advocate for stacking the guys together. So right now I have Shohei Otani, which I got really lucky and won the World Series competition, Alec. And like, and I won Shohei Otani. Like, like I won him. And like, what? Yeah. How did I not? How did I not know this? Shohei. Like, wow. by the way, I buy a bobblehead doll every time I win a competition. So yeah, every time you get first, you buy the bobblehead. Yep, exactly. So, but I won the Shohei, Alec. And so, and with that, then Hunter Renfro got traded to the Angels. So now I have a mini angel stack they yep. always correlate together it's the same thing with the brewers my rowdy telez my willie adamas my brian anderson my Kristen yelich like they all work together so when they pop they pop together and so i've had to be smart with how we play in here and dan i'm trying to get better i'm trying to spend money to go up and so essentially i take the rewards that i win and so I win in super rares and then I end up selling the super rares to people that are looking to get up into the super rare competitions. I mean, Dan, you and I made a deal last year. I sold you right. a couple of super no, rares yeah. and it helped you get in and win more super rares. And I've done that. Yeah, with you a bunch you of carried them. me into the super rare. Yeah. And so, and I've done that with a number of other friends and people that reach out to me and talk. And like, I'm always willing to make a deal because when it comes down to it, the ETH that I get from selling a Rowdy Telez reward that I win or, you know, selling a Matt Chapman. I mean, I just, I won a Matt Chapman Superware, Alec, and I just sold the Matt Chapman Superware. He's been on a tear to start the year too. Yeah. So that's, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good flip. But like, it's, he's a guy that I could use that would go straight into a starting lineup, but it helps bring somebody else up and get more people up in there as well. And it gives me more ETH that I will then end up putting back into the system and buying another card. You know, I think I sold it and I don't know if I bought a Jordan Alvarez or something, but like, like my goal is to buy like a Mike Trout to go with Shohei Otani. Like that would be like mind bogglingly awesome, you know? <laughs> and then, then my wife would probably leave me because I'd be up until like two o'clock in the morning every night watching the angels, but that's neither here nor there. But it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I saw the rewards and I had a lot of friends that have been starting to come up and play up more. And so we're seeing those numbers slowly creep up a little bit. And I'm reinvesting into guys that I like because Dan, at the end of the day, I'm a competitor. I want to win. Like I enjoy it. I love it. I find a lot of, it's just a lot of fun. You know, it is after a long day of work, I can sit down and I can watch baseball. And honestly, you know, I will fall asleep most of the time when I'm watching the games because they're long. You know, luckily they're shorter now, but it makes it just really cool when you have guys that are in there. You know, it's I turn on a Yankees game and there's Anthony Volpe hitting a home run. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, this is awesome. You know, and it's fun to have rooting interests interests on multiple teams because every game then matters. And so, I mean, you know, it's I can't recommend everybody to spend more money. Like, right? Like it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not PSU fans. Like don't don't spend more ETH, you know, but if you're enjoying yourself and you want to go up, you have to figure out how you want to approach it. And I, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. You need to have a plan, you know, don't wantonly go in and spend money just to spend money. If you are looking at, Hey, the Diamondbacks have a five game week coming up, you know, right now I have Kettle Marte. And I have Rojas. I really want to add another piece 
to my Diamondbacks. I wanted these three Diamondbacks. Say to yourself, well, I could spend the 0.04 and get Corbin Carroll or whatever he costs now, or the 0.01 and get this guy to go with it. I'm of the opinion that go with the guys that are really, really good because you won't be upset about having a Corbin Carroll that's on your team. He's always going to produce for you. And I'm a big fan of sell your rewards. And like, I know they don't look like they're a lot of money, like selling something for a couple of dollars here and there, believe it or not, it does build up. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. Dan in, in soccer. When I went back down to limiteds, I won a lot early on and I sold all of those rewards to buy up the chain. It, it allowed me to get into rare, into super rare. And then yep. to sell all of those again, to bring it over to baseball and pay stupid amounts of money when they first came out. When I look at those sales, I just want to kind of cry and die on the inside. But um, but that guy you playing, I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's, the, that's what those cards cost when you wanted to be playing the exactly. game at that stage of the development. So, yeah. Exactly. And but, so, yeah. you know, it's have a plan. You know, I mean, I had a plan with that stolen base team. It's the way that I love watching baseball. I want, I believe that it can win. I don't know that it's going to win me a full tournament, but it could give me some cool rewards, you know, and if it, yeah. if it does great, if it doesn't, I'm going to love watching, you know, Mateo steal bases left and right. And Ruiz steal bases left and right. And it's just going to be fun uh, when it comes right down to it, you know, and, you know, I, the nice part for me is that we are at the point now where I don't need a lot more cards. Yeah, like my gallery is pretty thin, but if you look at my gallery, it's thin with T1s and T2s, basically. It's very strategic, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, like it is, there's the, I don't want to call them riffraff because like I've won a bunch of like T4 rare relief pitchers who end up scoring me like 30 points a week. So like they're not riffraff, you know? <laughs> you know, it's, it, 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 everything is kind of planned out for. And I try to make those small sales to boost myself up and, you know, in worst case, if I can't use those small tools and those small cards, I put them in training lineups and I boost up my other cards that I can't use the guys that are hurt, the, you know, Tim Anderson's and Bryce Harper's that have been hurt forever. I've been trying to boost them up the Tristan McKenzie's, you know, like yeah. I'm waiting for him to come back. Alec. I have no idea when it's going to happen, but like, he's just, I can't wait. Uh, he's a guy that like, I've yeah. never, I've never had his so rare card, but I just, when I started like really getting into MLB, the show, he was one of those like up and coming guys. And yep. I just, for some reason, when I played against the computer, could not hit him. And I was like, all right, this dude's going to be one of my favorite players. Now, like, it just, it clicked like that for no reason. Yep. And I just, I've been waiting for him to come back, especially because that guardians rotation can be so good. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it's fun. They got Bebe as well. Like it's, you know, we could probably go on another podcast later and talk about all the young guys and young talent that's coming up, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely very fun. And, and kind of speaking of fun here, we actually want to do a little bit of a giveaway here. Um, the Sower in the States podcast group as a whole across baseball, basketball, and football will be approaching episode 100 recording this Sunday, I believe it will be for, uh, for football. So, um, kind of to, to reward some of our listeners here, wanted to what do a mouth. little bit of giveaway, um, for, uh, for on the baseball side. So when this, uh, when this episode drops, we will tweet it out as always, um, we want everyone listening to reply with a gif of their favorite baseball team. It can be. A, a serious one it can be a funny one whatever it'll be and we'll we'll pick a winner for it 
Um, just kind of the, the first one that comes to my head for the Cubs is I don't even remember how long ago this was. Um, there's a guy sitting behind a dugout, a player tosses him a ball. He bobbles it and you just see it roll across the dugout and he puts his palms and his, he puts his face in his palms and it is, it's hysterical. I crack up watching it every time. So um, just, just kind of picking something fun. If you want, if you're a big angels fan, you just want to do a Mike Trout, you know, fist pump. That's fine. If there's a mm-hmm, funny mm-hmm, show, mm-hmm. Hey Otani one in a cowboy hat, whatever you want to do, make it fun, make it personal reply with that. If you've got a fun baseball story as well, just, just reply to the episode and we'll, we'll start picking winners for uh, for some card giveaways here as well. Yep. And if anybody finds a Rowdy Telez gif that recently happened with him trying to get picked off twice the second base, he's like, what are you doing? I'm fat. If you can find that, like, I would be really, really happy because humor really does sell. So, yeah. No. Yeah. Keep it fun. Just, just pick something from, from either your favorite team, favorite player, you know, it doesn't even have to be, be super serious. Just reply. in if you want to, if you've got a couple out there, by all means, send us multiple. It's, it's fun just to see these, these fun gifts that happen. And especially now with all the home run celebrations and these props and the dugouts, I mean, you'll get, you'll get some great gifts that you're just kind of, if you're an outsider looking in and you've never watched baseball in your life, you'll see, you know, Julio Rodriguez in the dugout with a massive trident. You're like, what is going on here, but just kind of to a baseball fan, that's just kind of something that, uh, that happens when, uh, you know, when big things happen, when home runs happen or, or things like that, guys like to stay loose. It's, it's 162 games. It's a grind. Gotta have fun on and off the field. So, you know, teams are really starting to to do that as well. So, you know, send us the, uh, those fun ones. And Alec, do we know what the, uh, giveaway will be for the hilarious gift? Ooh. So we have not actually decided on a set card just yet. Uh, or actually, we have actually. Chris said that it was uh, it's going to be Dansby Swanson. So yeah, it's a Dansby. Uh, giving away a, another Cub, which is always fun. Lieutenant Dans, um, he had a nice play up the middle. I have to plug this because I've done it every single di- every single episode. Nico Horner and Dansby Swanson up the middle. Got that out of the way. We're good to go. Um, but it's going to be Dansby Swanson there. Um, I will also be throwing in a Edward Cabrera as well, who I've been a huge fan of, um, just kind of with the Marlins. And then, Bob, you actually said you had one that you wanted to give away um, as well. Yeah, let's uh, boost that algorithm for So Rare in the States. So uh, send your <laughs> send your replies, uh, your gifts in one reply, and then in another reply, tell a favorite baseball story. Just a favorite baseball story. Uh, the, the winner that meets those and will randomly select them will win a Riley Green rare card from the Detroit Tigers. Young guy that's uh, trying to find his groove in baseball. But yeah, uh, best baseball story you have. You know, it's it can be personal. It can be something stupid that happened in a little league game. It can be something real that happened in a major league baseball game. The fact that you caught a ball in your, your bucket of beer or popcorn or anything like that, you know, just a fun baseball story. We, we want to really engage everybody and hear from the fans, you know, and if you're from the UK and you've never been in baseball, you've never been to a baseball game, there are a lot of crazy things that go on and you can probably find really quickly. And if I hear any Bartolo Colon stories, I'm going to be very, very happy. Yes. <laughs> that's going to go a long way for sure. And if, if you're the one that caught his home run ball, we're oh, already paying a winner for that. Yep. Um, if that's you and you can show us that you got the ball, congratulations. I will give you whatever cards you want in my gallery just to see that picture of you with that ball. Cause that was, that, that was incredible to see. Yeah. And if anybody, any Europeans that don't know who Bartolo Colon is, I feel like there's a baseball bits, YouTube video or some great YouTube videos about Bartolo Colon. And he is 
one of the most entertaining and fat baseball players that you are going to see. And <laughs> as you can probably hear my love for Roddy Telez, I like a big fat baseball player. And uh, yeah, Bartolo's a hero. Right? He's just, he would, he's a pitcher and he would swing at pitches and he would purposely get his helmet like three sizes too big. So when he'd swing randomly, his helmet would fall off and he'd look like a clown. Like man is a superstar. So yeah. Always, always knew how to, uh, how to keep the game entertaining. That's uh that's for sure. But he's, he's got a great, I guess it's, it's, it's a highlight reel, but it's all bloopers. But I mean, it's, it, I don't even <laughs> want to consider it bloopers because he's just, he's doing it to have fun. And I mean, he's just, he's giving content to the fans. So not that he's doing it on purpose by any means, but it's, it's, it's more of a highlight reel than it is a, a blooper reel for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Best baseball stories. And then gifts for funny gifts that go through there. We love it. We want to uh, build up this community more. Want to spread the word, get people into the game, show them the game, get them to love baseball. Like we love baseball. And we're always, I'm always here. I'm orange fly on uh, Twitter. Ask me questions. Like I am happy to answer and engage with people as we go through. I've done this in the football side, the basketball side and baseball side. And I absolutely love it. Yeah, always great to hear, you know, users giving out more more advice and help for, you know, people that are that are whether you're deep in it or it's this is your day one, this is your first game week. It's there's there's a lot of people out there that are that are willing to help and just simply grow the game and grow the platform. And I mean, we're all in this together, whether you're, you know, you're buying up every single huge name card or whether you're just kind of picking from guys at the bottom to to try and squeeze out lineups. I mean, everyone's everyone's got their own strategy and whatever you do and however you feel most comfortable with it, if you want to you know, pick guys only that you watch on your favorite team that, that, I mean, that's what you can do. That's what I kind of do with the Cubs and Nico Horner and all those guys. So it's, it, it's fun in, in your own way, whether you're trying to to get podium and first or you're just trying to say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to pick a lineup of all guys that are just going to get me steals. And there's, there's, there's so many different ways to compete and have fun on this platform that it's, it's almost endless in, in the ways that you can do that as well. So it's, it's always fun. So yeah, definitely. If you are listening and you have questions by all means, take him up on that offer um, he's got great advice and just kind of just with fun to, to talk baseball with as well. So that's always a, a good time as well. Yeah, man. So rare in general. I love the platform. I played all the games and it's absolutely fantastic. And if you are a Cristiano Ronaldo fan, I'm also a fan of yours. So, you know, it's, I want to say, Dan, that I want to go down as the last person in so rare history to win a competition with a Cristiano Ronaldo card, because I did that a couple of weeks ago, this guy right here. So anyway. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. When he got the, like the <laughs> one game of eligibility for him, uh, he, he just absolutely went off. Yep. Uh, he's having some struggles, struggles in the Saudi league. Uh, you know, another one of the ways we have fun, um, uh, in the game is there's common swaps and uh, I think it's time Alec I think we've reached the the time to do to do some free swapping what do you say yeah absolutely I am I am all in I'm uh, trying to kind of see who I want to um, swap here I uh, I just I swapped out Trey Turner over the weekend for Wander Franco which has kind of worked out so far but it's I don't know it's making me a little bit nervous but um, I'm gonna gonna rock with him for a little bit I'm trying to look at how my team this week is doing and seeing if there's anyone that's had a good score so far that I can swap out. Uh, let's see. We're going to go with Jeff McNeil, actually. So from okay. the Mets, where is – there he is, seven. We'll stick with middle infielder as well, try and get a, a little bit of an upgrade there. But we have – not great to start. Okay, so we have Miguel Vargas. We have Vaughn Grissom, Tommy Edmond, Gio Urshela, and Bryson Scott. 
I, I feel like I kind of have to stick with Jeff McNeil just because of how dangerous that Mets lineup can be. Um, sure. But without really actually now I'm very intrigued because last episode I said, Uh-oh. Oh, I hadn't seen Uh-oh. anyone with dual He's eligibility back. anymore. He's going back. And folks. Yeah. Gio Urshela has first, second and shorts or sorry, first, third and short. So he's got that middle and corner. Um, and he's in that angels lineup with Otani and trout. So it's anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like just for fun, just kind of, kind of to stick with that. We're going to go Gio Urshela just to, to kind of upgrade McNeil typically doesn't fit my lineup anyways. This week, he just kind of did because of the the five game week. So um, we'll, we'll swap Urshela hopefully for a, a big Oakland A's matchup coming up or, or anything like that. But Gio Urshela, lock it in. I love it. I think that's the move. Uh, I think it works. Uh, so what I've been doing is, when I make my common swaps, I'm trying to collect as many Rangers and rookies as I possibly can. So I picked up Johnny Brito, Corbin Carroll, Josh Young, Yiner Diaz, Miguel Vargas, rookie cards. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Uh, I have uh, some scrubby Rangers. I, I don't have any of the real good Rangers except for Semyon, uh, who I picked in my draft. I've never been able to swap my way to a good Ranger because it's tough for me to give up a good card. But uh, what do you think about uh, I'm considering two swaps here sort of at the bottom of my hitter list, either Andrew Vaughn, White Sox first baseman, or Santiago Espinal, the Blue Jays second baseman. I need another corner infielder is the position I'm going to go for. So Vaughn would be giving up a corner infielder to get one. What do you think? Do I give him up or do I just toss Espinal and I probably won't get very many good options? It's tough because I'm very biased in this. I'm a huge Andrew Vaughn fan. Uh, okay. I have a I have a home run ball of his, so I'm very biased in that sense. Um, on the flip side, he did put up 28 this past weekend when the White Sox finally won a game. So you may be kind of potentially getting an upgrade at that position, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's going to be very difficult for me to justify saying get rid of Andrew Vaughn. So I feel like you kind of have to go with Espinal. Uh, right. I'm going to have to call in Bob then. Bob, what do you think? Man, <laughs> who are your best players on your team, Daniel? Best players. So I've got a Jordan Tucker stack for mm-hmm. Houston. I've got an Albies Acuna stack for Atlanta. Yep. And I've got a Semyon Jung stack for Texas, are sort of my hitting core. Of, uh, and then pitching wise, I got Framber, Dylan Cease, and Taiwan Walker. And then I got uh, Felix Bautista, Emmanuel Classe, and Camilo Doval. And I got Johnny Brito also, but yeah. So you want to go a little nuts? Starting pitcher, I suppose. Yeah. You want to go a little nuts here? You get get nuts. You get rid of Dylan Cease. Okay. And you go for a corner infielder because Dylan Cease is a high T two, which could actually bump you up and make you considerably stronger at your corner infield position, which you need the power. So so Dan, this is this is the way I do all of my swaps too. I look where I'm the weakest when it goes there, and I look for guys that I have too many of in like one position, one area, and I try to build up. I try to swap the higher level cards to get to the guys that I want. What would you say if I told you that the very first option that popped up of the five was Rowdy Telez? I would be. (laughs) Is he really? Yeah, I lock it in. See. Cease for Telez. I just swapped it. Easy. Nice God call. Thank amongst you. Yeah. Men. Yes. Yeah, you brought the I love you. Rowdy. Listen, even if Rowdy strikes out, he's got that little jiggle to his belly because he's fat. Mm-hmm. And it's fabulous. Like there are pictures of him and Daniel Vogelbach standing on base together. And it yes. looks like a luxury mansion in the Malibu Hills. Like it's fabulous. All right. I want I want some advice on mine as well. Because Bob is Bob's the expert. So uh, we gotta we gotta get the free advice all we can before we start charging for it. 
So I've got I've got a whole core of starting pitchers. We've got Cease, Luis Castillo, Aaron Nola, uh, Jack Flaherty, Dustin May. I've got basically like three good core infielders. We've got Jose Ramirez, Devers, um, and Austin Riley. Then I've got Trey Turner, Sean Murphy, Von Grissom, Xander Bogarts of the middle. And then we've got Acuna, Masataki Yoshida. Uh, I think that's it for outfielders. And then relievers are Bednar, Rolls Chapman, and uh, Emmanuel Classe. So what do, we, what do we think? I think this is easy, Chris. I think you get rid of the strikeout king in Trey Turner, who is still a high T1, and you go after an outfielder, and you might be able to get, I mean, there's a possibility that A.J. Rod would be in that mix, or a, Juan, or a Juan Soto. Like, that's, I would specifically trade, trade, trade I would trade Trey Turner for an outfielder and try to build up your outfield. All right, so my options. Yep. Kyle Tucker, James Altman. <laughs> Randy Rosarena, Corbin Carroll, and Mookie Betts. Yeah, like all of those are awesome. Like, it, so I like Rosarena has been absolutely on fire, and like part of me wants the guy on that team right now. Outman, I don't think Outman belongs in that group. Like he's yeah. been hot, he's been great, right? But I, just, I don't think he's there. Um, if you don't have Jordan, then I don't like Tucker's great as well. I mean, Tucker's going to hit you 32 home runs this year and knock in 110 runs and probably steal 25 bases. Like, that doesn't sound like a bad year, <laughs> you know? I mean, Tucker and a Rosarena are there. Like, part of me, because I'm a big Tucker proponent and advocate, will say Tucker, but I also kind of want to go a little different and go to Rosarena because I think he's awesome. I don't have either of those. I don't have a, a player from either of those teams. Yep. Maybe so, yeah, I mean, okay. Chris, I mean, I think that's okay. – like those, those are, they're T1 guys. Like in, it's, this, and this is what I mean. Like when you have a glut of position guys, like you have Bogarts, you know, you have Albies, yeah. right? I'm deep in every position. Yeah. Like for kind of outfield because I've only got two, but they're both very good. Yep. And you don't need extras, especially in the middle infield right. in the common right. league, right? Because middle infielders don't really hit you the home runs that a corner infielder or an outfielder can hit you. Right? right. And that's what you need in the league with everybody. So uh, those guys are great. I don't know exactly what uh, a Rosarena's power profile looks like, but I know that my good friend Robbie, who's on Twitter all the time and puts out a lot of good stuff, loves a Rosarena. And my other good friend Potter loves a Rosarena as well. So that's probably where I would go because I don't know if I don't have them anywhere either, Chris. Love it. Love it. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. I'll of course, man. Thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. I love talking baseball. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. Yep. Go Yankees, right? <laughs> Catch me dead Listen, before I say that. Alec, I, I mean, I, I, I went to school in Chicago. So, like, I've been to many, many Cubs games. And it is, there's nothing like Wrigley Field. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a different atmosphere. It smells different. It feels different. And, you know, as someone that loves the game, I've also been to Pittsburgh, where I know Chris is, and the sight lines are absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I was really excited. I wanted to go down to a Pittsburgh game, but then O'Neill Cruz made a really bad play into home play and shattered. Because tough when those guys screamed and I was going another Cruz missile and it goes into like, it just, it's awesome. But uh, yeah. Anyway, Chicago's great, man. Like I, I will have a, 
place in my heart for the Cubs, but uh, more brewers in this line of business. So, <laughs> <laughs> so well, yeah. on that note, tripping anything else you, uh, you got for today? I know the, uh, the Rangers are still tied for first. So at least uh, still cooking on that, but outside of that, anything else for, uh, for us here on episode 98, go, go, uh, go Rangers, uh, go for the crown, Bob. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and your perspective. I, you love talking baseball. I love listening to you talk baseball. So that was that was a treat for me. And thanks for being our guest today. Hey, happy to, Dan. You know, and if you ever talk to Latanzio, just ask him why he doesn't run the Polish national system and use Swinerski and choose me properly. Okay. He won't return my calls, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Inside Charlotte stuff between two oh. avid fans. So anyway, guys, love baseball. Love talking to you. Anyone has questions, you can find me on Twitter. I'm on Discord as well. Let me know. Thank you, guys. Thanks.